Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Mickey D's podcast. You know, I made a mistake last episode. I said we were episode 96 when we this, were episode 95. You were so ahead of yourself. I was. I was, was in the it? future. Oh, shit. Now, now we are 96, and we have none other than Disco Drew. Not none other. I was only one available. <laughs> you were the only one available. <laughs> we, tried, we tried to get both Drews, but we only got one. <laughs> yeah, the other one was busy. So. It works out because it would be one interesting situation to try and squeeze in another Drew. <laughs> yeah, we can't fit much in here. 96? No. Episode 96? Episode 96. Congratulations, guys. Thank Congratulations. You. That's awesome. Like, so many people, uh, you know, want to do things like podcasts and stuff like that. And you guys are actually doing it and to have episode 96. Like, that's a big deal. Well, uh, let me just say this. Uh, thank you. And I think what's really helped our, helped us, um, because DJing is just, so, there's only so much you can talk about with DJing, right? Mm-hmm. But what's really helped us is going, is posting every other week oh, instead of because okay. we don't, we don't have guests. We're not guests straight. Like I you, was, you, you are our first that, guest yeah. this year. This is right? all Edwin's fault, by the way. He was like, "Hey, you should have Drew on the Mickey D show." I'm like, basically, yeah. anything yeah, 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 it's like just run with it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, and again, I told, I told uh, Dangerous. I, I heard Mickey call you Joe. That's weird. I don't know why. Right, government Joe, names Joe are always guy, weird. Yeah. But I was telling Dangerous, bro, like we've been trying to make this happen for weeks. I'm not trying to be difficult. <laughs> I'm just like the shittiest planner right. ever. And uh, I'm glad I'm glad we're finally here. We made yeah, it happen. We made it happen. Yeah, man. And and congrats to being our first guest of the year. Thank you, man. Congrats. And congrats to Mickey. Like we're in his store. We're shout yeah. out to the Mag Park. We're yeah. in a sketchy room on the second <laughs> level. I was asking the guys, like, is this up to code? Because like, oh, because the low ceilings. <laughs> the ceilings are kind of low. Like I'm trying it's to help your, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to help your self-esteem. <laughs> I'm so tall in here. Yeah. And then like he shows up a little late, but then it's because he went to go get coffee so it's like all right yeah. he was supporting a local <laughs> establishment yeah. you gotta you gotta give him a cut him some slack uh, yeah no but honestly like mickey like congratulations like to see this like that you've built and i remember going to the little store where was it like in Zeno, or, no oh, no in, in the valley in the, in the, out in the valley we all like drop sets granada hills oh, oh yeah bro like the war, the store. war store that i remember that That's way right. back that was, like, i still got pictures from that 10 15 12 years ago maybe i don't know Six. you know they demolished that whole <laughs> plaza did they? Did they? Wiped it out. The it's going to be thing? apartments now. Is it? The Next batting cages. You know, you know why Joe knows? I'm oh, sorry. Why? You know what Dave knows? <laughs> <laughs> no, who's Joe? Uh-huh. Fucking Joe. They've been calling <laughs> this fool <laughs> Joe for 96 episodes. <laughs> Just realized he was talking about this fool. Hey, I already said our, our relationship already graduated college. <laughs> no, but how many DJs do you know that you don't know their real names too? Like, or it's, it's just weird. about all that. It's weird to Pretty call them lot, their yeah. real name. No, the best is when you show up to a club and you're like, I'm here for uh, DJ so-and-so. Like, what, what's his real name? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's DJ Revolution. What do you want from me? That's all I know. Or when you're like on a list for like an event or something like that. Oh, um, you don't I, even know I'm his on government. For Andrew. Like, my real name is Andrew. I'm yeah. like, oh, it's not on the list. I'm like, oh, God, like you try Disco Drew. I'm like, oh, okay, it's there. And it's just like weird. <laughs> D-I. Yeah. But again, congratulations. Like, this Thanks. is fucking awesome. I love I love seeing where, you, where you've taking this kind of like thing and idea now you're, you're rich man no. congratulations bro <laughs> yeah rich life you yeah, have a lot life. of money <laughs> wait why, why do i know what do i know oh because it helps the neighborhood oh no no i i never thought about that but uh yeah it, uh, no no no, 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 no. no. The, the, demolishment. the demolishing of that one place was beat down oh yeah it was like the only one of the last places i had a batting cage there too so like i would go once in a while with my godson but no my godson started at kennedy 
So oh. I went to pick him up. I'm like, wait, there's something missing here. Damn. <laughs> there's like a that's whole a plaza missing. That's gonna affect your uh, price value and what are they rebuilding? Do you know? It's it's just all apartments. The whole oh, like shit. the whole thing that's like. Damn. But that's no. It, it's it's a good. huge yeah. block of just apartments uh, or the, what they're developing. Because that that big ass building that was there was just gonna be a DMV. I think. Oh. Yeah, it was a DMV. That would have been an yeah. eyesore. R.I.P. to the war store, man. The, yeah. yeah. The original. The, the, the original. Me. OG. Bro. Learned a lot from there. Man. Now we're here. So we have Drew. And Drew, who um, he's right hand to Phenom with, in Beat Source. And would you say you're a part, you're a part of the music directing team? Yeah. I guess technically it's more like I'm in label management. So I handle label relations for all of Beat Source, which means like to, to put it quickly, it's like all... The labels essentially kind of funnel through me yeah. when they want to get their stuff. You're up. like the or liaison. I'm like the liaison between, yeah, between the labels and the platform. So, like, I come from radio, for those who don't know. So, I kind of correlate it to being, like, the program director for a radio station. Like, yeah. when you're in radio, the labels pitch the program directors and the music directors on what songs they would like to get added <clears throat> to the radio station. So, it's kind of like a similar thing, but just a little more intricate. Tell tell us how many gift baskets you've received and what's in those <laughs> gift baskets and did you bring anything that was no, in those gift no. baskets? No, I mean like around like around Christmas time, you know, like all the labels and partners like they'll send you stuff. Like yeah. I got a an electric mug from who was it? I don't know. One of the distro kids sent me a bunch of stuff and like a lot a lot of suppliers we technically haven't even set up yet, but they have like my emails. You know what yeah. I mean? So um, yeah, I mean you know it's it's one of the perks of of doing what I do. You do you actually use any of the stuff that they give you in those gift baskets? Um, <laughs> just the, the electric, electric mug was sick. Right? The electric mug was sick. It's like an app. You control it through an app. You, oh, you shit. can keep oh the God. precise warm temperature. Up your drink? Yeah, no, nah, it it's fire, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bookmark that. For a <laughs> right? like, yeah, yeah. Send me a picture. Yeah. And then it's like clothes and, and t-shirts, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Which, like, Got stuff you. Like, Goodwill. Yeah, I was about to say good. <laughs> Salvation I, I Army. I greatly appreciate it, but yeah, like I just end up giving that kind of stuff to other people, bro. Like I'm just trying to keep my the minimal amount of stuff in my house as possible. Yeah, so, I hear know, that. Orange yeah. shirt. <laughs> Got this at Ross Dog Clearance. <laughs> nice. Hi, Ross man. Patagonia, nine ninety nine. Fire. Play with it. <laughs> Joe, you're the closest. <laughs> so, um, so liaison and with these labels. Um, what what does it take to let's say um Def Jam? Yo, we got this new up and coming artist. Um, is it is is it that easy because it's the new up and coming artist that they're hyping up, or or is there like a process before you say yes or no? Um, I mean, as far as like, let's take a Def Jam or, or one of the suppliers or labels we already work with. Um, as far as playlisting and featuring, so they'll shoot me their priorities. Um, I'll discuss that with the curators and I'll send any relevant info to the curators. The curators ultimately make the decision because that's why they're curators. They're yeah. the ones who, you know, playlist stuff, um, put banners up, give give certain things, homepage, a homepage look. So um, all I kind of do is, for the most part, is uh, pass on the information, let the curators know, hey, just want to put this on your radar. If you mm -hmm. think we should playlist this or put this on the homepage, then dope. I can let the labels know. So um, I'm I'm kind of there to ensure like the curators don't get bombarded either. So it's like, mm. again, to to kind of reel it back around to the world that I come from, 
Like the curators would essentially be the on-air DJs at a radio station or on any platform. So, um, you know, the labels will pitch the on-air DJs, hey, play my record during your mix, blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of of a similar situation in, in that sense. And what about independent artists? Like we, we had this conversation yeah. at the office, but like Sack Noel's um, Barnaton label, or yeah. or the No Label guys that like like me. Yeah. Um. How how would what would it take to get our music up on Beat Source and be heard? Yeah. So again, like apart from the major distributors, obviously, um, there are some of the indie ones we're we're setting up as well. Like again, I know you do a lot of your stuff through DistroKid mm-hmm. and. That's been like a hella long process. And I know they're, they have some like technical things that they're trying to fix. So we're literally like right there. We just need them to set up the feed and we're good. But like DistroKid would be a, an example um, for an independent artist to to send their music. Again, though, there's a filtering process because mm-hmm. I think one of the big things with B-Source in general is that we want people to find music. We don't want them to get lost in it. Right, you know I mean? like, right. Yeah, because it's for the DJs. It's not exactly. like iTunes. Exactly. Like think about like, you know, our Serato libraries, like back when we were still using iTunes, like it could get really out of hand. I would have freaking 50,000 songs sometimes in my in my iTunes and it just felt like a mess. And I'm not the biggest, um, I'm not the biggest, you know, organizer, organizer. of music guy. Yeah. So um, that's a big, another big part of like the dopest thing about B-Source is that you essentially have a curator organizing like all the dope shit that you'll need. And you mm-hmm. just plug that playlist into your library and you kind of add to it whenever you want. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're in the process of setting up a lot of the indie distributors. So I can just say like, it's going to be coming very soon. And and uh, a lot of our buddies and DJ friends will be able to get their stuff up oh. super soon. Again, like I get TuneCore is another example, but the thing mm-hmm. with TuneCore is at the time when the discussions were first had before I even started, there wasn't a fil- filtering process in place. They didn't have the ability to filter mm-hmm. all that irrelevant stuff out. So um, we're starting convos on, on how we can do that because again, there's a lot of stuff out there that's dope and we want to, we want to get that in the hands of the DJs. So you want to be able to control the floodgates. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And how much does um, a label artist get paid per uh, stream i guess it's technically a stream when a dj plays it, it right? it's technically a stream yeah and i think it, it just depends on the the streams that are in like the pool of of revenue at the time but it's something like if, if i top, top of my head if i remember it's like 10 times more than like any other really? yeah so like spotify will be 0.0012 or 012 like three zeros one two uh-huh. so it would so, yeah. be like close to a cent yeah closer to a cent yeah it's it's definitely higher than than any of the other platforms right that's now that's cool maybe, maybe one less zero do the, right, right. do the streams count if they're using um these tracks um offline in the lockers yeah, yeah. oh dope because dope. once it, if i if i'm not mistaken once it gets back to like whatever like internet service or whatever yeah that data gets sent and it oh, all gets dope. gets registered yeah but uh don't be trying to bump run your, it up. Don't be trying to run up like what is the streaming farms? I hear like a lot of these artists they'll yeah. use like streaming farms like somewhere in another India. country, yeah, where you can <laughs> you can pay and people will just play your song over and over again. But they, we literally have systems in place systems in place that to can stop like, that. track stuff like that. Oh, yeah. dope! Yeah. 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 So that's funny. That's good. And, and what's the worst that happens when you track it? You take the song off the site. Yeah, there's you know they they get 
the label or our supplier gets a notice, hey, we're aware that uh, this kind of looks funny. So if, yeah, if something doesn't get done about this, then we'll have to take further action. But mm, I don't think we have, we've had to have, we've had to do that on, on the beat source end. Uh, our parent company, Beatport, they've definitely had to do that. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine for those guys. Yeah. Yeah. And that's mm. another dope part about like this whole partnership, DJ City, Beat Source, Beatport is that like, you know, coming from radio again, I had a set of contacts and I met all these people in this kind of world. And now I'm meeting people in a whole other world that I never thought I would, you know, meet or yeah. we get to talk to. So it's career wise, it's, it's definitely been um, a big, big boost in, in kind of my relevance in this industry. So DJ City merges with Beatport to create BeatSource. How has it been working with the Beatport guys? Because they've been a, a giant in their own right. Yeah. In their, um, I guess, electronic world. Yeah. Um, and, and DJ City coming from the hip hop world. Yeah. Um, how has it been working with those guys? It's been awesome, honestly. Like, and, and truth be told, like I remember Beatport, you know, from back in the day when you know we would everyone was talking shit about whatever their top 10 was and DJs would just play those songs. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, that yeah. was years ago. And I kind of, you know, my, my knowledge on Beatport just kind of fizzled out since then. But once I started getting in, reintroduced to the platform, like I started seeing how much influence they have in the game. Like yeah. people want their stuff on <laughs> Beatport and they move the needle. Like if you get your stuff on the homepage of Beatport, it's a big deal. You know, so um, that was one of the main things that was super eye opening um, working with a, a lot of the label management team on the B port end. Um, that's been a huge learning experience as well, just because coming into this, you know, platform and position of what I do, like I didn't really have much experience in the DSP space, mm -hmm. but I had experience in music in general. And again, like radio there's a lot of correlations between radio and the dsp space so um i was able to just kind of fit in quite naturally but yeah man a, a lot of the b part team have been a huge help in, in helping me get situated so it's nice. been it's for, been it's been awesome for the guy that's like let's say maybe our younger self that's like more like top 40 open format has no like real education of like b port and how it works from the outside looking in you might mm -hmm. say like Oh, DJ City gave Beatport some rele relevance with this partnership, uh -huh. right? Like that might be the naive, yeah, surface like look. But now that you're like in there, in there, and seeing everything that's going on, yeah, like it's like I don't know, like yeah, no, I, I, um, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like it's it's a point of reference thing, right? Like we, I think, I think all of us, um, you know, DJ City in our world was it, like right. I've, Bro, like, I would get offers from other record pools. Like, hey, do you want an account? You want an account? But I was like, nah, like, nah. why? For Like, I have, <laughs> but not even, like, to be, like, a dick or anything like that. Like, A, like, I don't want, like, hella passwords to hella accounts and I have to remember. But literally, like, I've never needed anything else other than DJ City. I've literally always found what I've needed there. So, like, yeah. I don't, I don't need anything else. You know what I mean? So, in our world... DJ City has always been the shit. And yeah. it's always where we've gone to to get our stuff. Now, um, and again, like I said earlier, I B-Port wasn't like super on my radar, yeah. you know, because mm. I come primarily from the hip-hop world. So yeah. um, I really didn't have much use to go on that platform. But 
once I started working with them and got reintroduced to the platform, yeah, bro, like it's it's a super huge platform and and they have a lot of influence, but DJ City has a lot of influence as well. So right. um, you know, I think I think there's a reason why they, you know, DJ City and B Port partnered together. Obviously, like B Port wanted to be relevant in a certain space and DJ City had that power to allow them to do that. Right. Um, yeah. so it's it's seems like the perfect marriage to be honest everyone's cool like everyone's good vibes i don't think i've ever worked at a company that's where it's like so positive and like people are really determined to do dope shit because we're doing stuff that has essentially never been done before innovating yeah Yeah, and that's that's um that's inspiring to me because i did radio for 15 years and like i love radio i still do radio um me and me and Edwin DJ Phenom run a channel on Sirius XM, and that's dope too. That's very innovative. But mm-hmm. like terrestrial radio in LA, like where I got my start, it's been very stagnant. There's not much, you know. There, there's nothing really like pushing the needle. It's plateaued, you know. So yeah. So being involved with a company like Beat Source and Sirius XM, where they're trying to innovate and do a different shit, like it's. It's super inspiring and it just kind of reinvigorates your passion in kind of this industry. You guys using any other record pools? I am not. No. no. I'd get fired from DJ City. Is he lying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> shit. No, I mean, I'll be honest. I use I use another one and I was uh-huh. using it because at the oh, no, time. Oh, no, I do. Yeah, I do. Huh? I do. Yeah. I, can, can you complete? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. By the way, he's like, I'm, not, he's like, I'm not going to be the only one. I had to, had to think about that. Quickie, cancel their accounts right now. <laughs> Joe emails. <laughs> um, but I was using another one, and then obviously, like you know, you're you're sending feedback, right? Because it's also mm-hmm. good to know what everybody else is doing. Yeah. yeah. And so sending feedback, sending feedback, and I, you know, that's the one thing I give DJ City all the props to is like. The, the door is always open for just new information and yeah. the of, of evolution and, you know, some of the things that we saw, like whether it be specifically, I think, playlists that were living on DJ City and it's now evolved into what BeatSource is. Mm-hmm. You know, I give it nothing but props. Like I just went on there the other day to record my globalization mix, of course, and because I don't download none of those songs <laughs> half the time, there's a there's conveniently a globalization BeatSource playlist. Yeah. Now I couldn't record on the spot because obviously I don't record. <laughs> yeah. I, I had to learn. Listen, I had to learn the loophole. There's ways. There's ways there, around it. Yeah, yeah. I learned the loophole because thanks to Danger Zone. But but the convenience of just being like, oh shit, just it's there. Boom. Let me just download 300 songs. Exactly. Yeah, bro. And and I I, I mean again like. A radio promo rep from a label will send you all these emails trying to get you to download a song. But bro, if like if you're not passionate about a song and you're not checking for it, like you're not going to download, download it. it. Yeah. Right. But you know, with beat source, it's essentially like already there for you. Sure. So there's such a huge upside from people at labels as well. Like you can get your product and your content in front of the eyes of tons of DJs yeah. mm. at the snap of a finger now. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, yeah, it's super revolutionary. It's super dope, and I'm I'm so glad to quick, be a part of it. Quick bit of advice: if you go on BeatSource and you're adding a playlist, go into the playlist and then add the playlist versus clicking on the outside, like just the cover. Because if you just click the cover, it's only going to add a hundred songs, which is the first hundred that you which see is on the, the first playlist, page, right? Which yeah. is the first hundred. Yeah, yeah. But if you go in and there's three hundred songs, 
It'll add all 300. Gosh, gotcha. oh, yeah, yeah. It's a good tidbit. Mm-hmm. Just because yeah. I had to learn. Especially when you got that new locker with a thousand songs, so a you get to go. Songs. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's, that's insane. That's, that, that tripped me out, bro. Like, you literally, you, you know, for those who are afraid of uh, uh, Wi-Fi access being kind of wonky while, while you're DJing and streaming, like, there's your answer. You can just store all of your songs offline there's no issues so now, w- walk us through that that's one of the newer features and we'll, we'll get into the features now so you have uh the option to have up to a thousand songs stored in your locker mm-hmm. and is there anything when you when you drag the songs or over to the playlist that shows up on your serato is there anything you need to activate or hit to um get the offline storage going on on within serato there's there's um like an offline icon that you click and yeah. then it'll kind okay. of download it and then save easy. it to your, it's super, super easy. Um, um, what else? Yeah. That's kind of it. Basically. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's crazy. Like when you talk to suppliers and labels, they think it's so complicated, <laughs> especially when we were talking about DJ edits was, I'm, which I'm sure we'll get to later, but yeah. like, it's not complicated at all. Walk it's us like, through the process. Yeah, walk us through the process. Like, I mean, you click, just click. You click the thing and it's there and then you don't have to worry about anything. It's not. Drew, Drew send us a motion. When you do download these songs into your locker, does it take up storage on your actual laptop? No, it's a it's a cloud. It's stored on our cloud. Got you. Know, okay. I'm pretty sure. So it won't take up like any gigabyte or space on your physical no, laptop. No, and I, I know by personal experience because I have... When I bought my new laptop, I literally bought the laptop with the least amount of storage. Mm. Just because at the time I was using sticks. So I was like, I don't know if I want to buy another ballsed out laptop if I'm probably going to be using sticks. So let me just buy a a base, like no kind of storage kind of laptop. And And you don't ever have to worry about running out of storage. So you got like the basic 256, I think it is, right? Bro, no. It might be one... No, it, might be, it's, it, it might be the 256, actually. Okay. You got yeah. enough money for that. Come on. Bro, I shop at Ross. <laughs> like, like, if I That's can why buy something cheaper than what it you know, normally is, I'm going to buy that. I love it. Which is like, that's not necessarily the best like route I think you should take. Like Especially as DJs, this is what we do for a living. Like You should kind of spend money on... The, the best of the best. Like yeah. 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 But then like sometimes like something is good enough. Like this is like I've played huge rooms with this laptop and it works perfectly fine. Like yeah. I didn't spend time, you know, uh, maxing out the RAM and fucking blah, blah, blah. Like not nah, like yeah. this. The one I have works perfectly fine. If it yeah. ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. I've had I've had laptops that are more balls out in the past that have crashed on me. Yeah. You know, mm. so that's it's usually how it works out. Right? Yeah. Too, much. too much shit going too on. Much shit going on. <laughs> yeah. I have one of the newer ones, the 16 inch MacBook Pro, and that shit crashes anytime I plug into like a monitor sometimes. Oh my God. I'm Jeez. like, but I, sw- I switch. So every station is just a monitor, mm-hmm. and I have like a, a hub. And so if I move from like my office hub, or I'm sorry, my office hub and my house hub, and then the um, rich, the warehouse <laughs> hub, like, Sometimes when I plug it in, it'll just go. Like, it'll just give you that quick, and then all right, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go to sleep. yeah. I mean, again, like DJs, where once we find something, I don't know about you guys, but like my experience, like with DJs, is once we find something that works, we kind of like hold on to that for as long as possible. Exactly. When Serato came out, like cats were, cats were jumping on Serato right away, yeah. right? Like it took it took some some time for people to adopt that, and again. Riddling it back to BeatSource, I think that's going to be the same case. Like people, um, 
people are cautious like to jump into this type of technology again what if the wi-fi cuts out okay we have an answer for you we have the offline locker okay now what about this what about that what if there's whatever excuse like djs come up with but um i think eventually like i truly believe and i think we all at beatsource believe that this is the future and this is going to be the the platform that djs are going to be using for their music like as of right now i kind of use um I kind of use two laptops. So I have one that is my normal DJ laptop. And I'm rich. And then, <laughs> uh, and then I have my other laptop that's on BeatSource with my Wi-Fi. So yeah. if someone comes up and asks for a song that I probably don't have, boom, it's right there. So you bring two laptops with you to your gigs? So it's certain gigs, certain gigs. Yeah. You know, for the most part, like we'll, we'll, I, I'll have it on me. And then if if I have a situation where I need it, like I'll pull it out. Uh, but bro, like if you know someone comes up and offers you a couple hundred bucks to play little fucking whoop de whoop that you may not have, like all right, <laughs> maybe it's it right up. there. <laughs> Again, though, even though it's weird, like I I've never taken money to play a song at a gig. Why not? I don't. So I feel like that was a legal thing. Hit it just. No. Oh yeah. Was, that was, that's the only reason why I would thought. I play myself. I, I play myself because it, it, it's in my head. It's a radio thing. Because right. Right. Radio. Oh, you can't yeah. accept money to play songs, right? right. So yeah. we're like, yeah. So like when I Nailed. do clubs, it just feels weird, even though it's like perfectly fine. And people make a killing sometimes in tips to like, like I need to revisit and rethink that because mm-hmm. like. You know, I could buy a pair of shoes or something like that with yeah. at Mag Park for you know if, if Mickey gives me a discount and play a lot of brings songs. it down to <laughs> brings it down to seven hundred dollars instead of fourteen hundred. You know, hey, okay. Realize. What what would be your rate if someone said, "Yo, can you play?" Um, whether it's their own song or just requesting a random song, do you have? Would you have two separate rates or one specific rate? That's a great question. I uh because I, I think we need to I, I'll let you think about it a little more and let me say this so there I has to be a menu right there has to be a menu on something your, like you can just slide over to them and just say pick which if one if it's you like want. your song it has to be this amount yeah. of money because that's so like if they're if let's say you're handing me your song I've never fucking heard it before you know what yeah, I mean so right, it yeah. could be a ballad for all I know and I'm in the middle of a big room set so like I say yes to play your song and then I screw myself you know so um, it's like the bottle menu that's why which yeah, and that's yeah, exactly, exactly that's why like that's how many why, seconds would you like to play for that's why I don't like telling people yes I'll play your song I've actually there's some people that are like kind of like forceful like they'll they have the money in front of your face and you just yeah. kind of hold on to it okay let me think right, about right, playing right, that song right, right. then I'll literally hand them back Same. their money and Same. just say bro like I got you don't trip I got you but let me fit it in when I feel like fitting mm-hmm. it in because at that point if you accept their money they You're want you to play to it, it yeah. when they yeah. want it to be played yeah. it's like nah dog like, now, I, I won't give the money back I'll, I'll give the money back if they come back and say yo you didn't play my song you say you know what you're right here you go like mm-hmm. I have no problem giving the money back. Yeah. but I'm not gonna yeah. give it back to them and still think about playing it cause they're probably not gonna come back they're gonna say oh shit I just $40 in my pocket yeah, yeah. But, dog and sometimes you play their song and they don't even like turn up it's just like they just yeah. wanted to be there, yeah. Or they're not paying attention. That yeah. just, I mean, it's happened before, but it just happened to me out in Reno, where it's like, "Yo, play this." Oh fuck, forgot the name of some hip hop song, 
and I played it, and he came back 20, 30 minutes later. He's like, yo, you didn't play it. I was like, bro, I played it. I promise. Like, look, I even showed him my history. I said, look at my oh, history. My He's like, yeah, oh, but you guys, like, you know what, man? We'll see. If I, I don't can know fit what to tell later. you, man. Yeah, like, I don't know if I can fit it in later. I'm, of course, I can fit it in, but do I really want to play it again? Hey, here's yeah. an idea for somebody out there can steal this. Make a card and say, all right, I accept your money. It, but it's like a mini contract. I will play your one song before the end of the night at my discretion. <laughs> if you don't hear it, that's your responsibility. Yeah. And that's yeah. the end of the contract. And it's just like a quick little like tidbit. And they're just like, all right, bet. Cool. That's Leave it? you alone. And you yeah. get to play whenever you want. That's Who was it? That's Who the agreement. Was it? Oh, it was on Twitter or Instagram. Someone had their cash app. Um, uh, what's the, the thing that you... The QR code. The QR code uh, on like a card or a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And if someone didn't have like cash or whatever, and like nine times out of ten, the people would just walk away because they yeah, didn't yeah. want to send them money yeah. to play a song. Put that shit on your laptop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, yeah, I'm. I'm it's actually pretty good. Yeah, I'm right. revisiting my thoughts on on. You should do it. Well, we, we, we didn't we didn't come up with a number just for fun. Let's come up with a number. But let me preface by saying, Cutswell took a thousand dollars. Um, to play a random song, for, I think in some up and coming or something. He put it on Twitter, so I have no problem That's sharing this money. information. He That's took, a lot of and money. he said, "You know what? I'm glad I did it. That's a thousand dollars." And then I guess if you're like a good, you know, uh, a great DJ, you can figure out a way to bounce back from that. Yeah, yeah. But but um, it ain't five bucks. I'll tell you what, it's not. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's not like What's the a, minimum. A thousand is like that's that's like astronomical. So like sure. if we're talking like regular, I think I think twenty is enough to catch a DJ's attention. Sure, box of golf enough. balls. If 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 you're coming up to me, like if you want to bring me anything like golf related, like I'll probably accept that. Yeah. But, um, I mean, like, I don't know if you're in Vegas, like a hundred bucks might be minimum too. That's that's you know? a good point. The location has yes, a big You gotta know about it, right? If it's a song that you know you're you're probably gonna play anyways, I think the twenty dollar, twenty to fifty dollar range is it's yeah, that's reasonable. Well, well, hold on, if if you're in like Fullerton doing a bar, like twenty dollars, like that's you're not going to get more than twenty dollars. You'll like be lucky if you get twenty. But, but like if you're doing kids. like yeah. well, your like a, one of your Hollywood spots in a bottle popper, it says, 100%. "Can you play? Like, yeah. how much are you charging?" Right? Well, I've gotten last weekend, I got a hundred dollars just to play that Smiley and Drake track. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, I probably wasn't going to play it, but it was a possibility that I was going to get played. Yeah. yeah, I'll play it. Fuck it. Hundred's a good number. Yeah, I'll play it earlier number. than yeah. expecting it to play it. Okay, I'll give you that. But if you're at like a bar, like a smaller bar, college type thing, maybe 20, 20 but maybe even ten. Because again, like it's like college kids that probably don't have much money. But yeah, you got to know where where you are. Yeah, but yeah, I think if it falls into the category of someone, if an artist is asking you to play their song, then we got to talk. We got like you said, you know, we got to talk some money because. What if it's a ballad? What if it's something that's not going to vibe with what I'm playing yeah, right now? Yeah. Yeah. If you really want this played, you got to pay for it. You know? It's 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 um it depends on the approach of the artist too. Like artists, like you need to learn how to approach DJs too, like in a different way because that's everybody. <laughs> you're literally walking up to someone's work, giving them something that's unfamiliar that they probably never heard before, and wanting them to essentially affect the entire room based on this one song, like. Present it to them, give them some time to digest it, and then let the DJ make the decision if they want to play it or not. And your relationship with the venue or like the booker probably plays a role in yeah. what you're accepting because like, yeah. you know, 
Uh, there's been times where I've been dragged out of places and still got paid full price and no issues and we'll see you next month. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> like, and then there's places where you played one round record and they're like, well, we'll never We're see you again. again. Yeah. You know, yeah. like there's different types of places. Yeah. I will say there was a time where DJs would play new music and break records just off the strength because that's just what DJs did. Right. You know, it doesn't seem to be that the case anymore. I think DJs want some sort of compensation for their influence. Now. Yeah. Because DJs yeah. are very influential. Like if, yeah. if a DJ plays a song a certain time and there's something that connects, you could break a new artist or a new song. But um, it's, I'm fucking, I'm trying to say like, Trying not to say back in the day because I feel like that makes you sound like an old head. Even though, like, I'm no, you're an old head. I'm, I'm, we are accepting. We are. I think I'm accepting. I think I'm accepting of the fact that, like, yeah, I'm entering into that or I'm becoming yeah. that or I am that. You know, we're recording but, like, a podcast at nine in the morning. We're old, bro. bro I've been up since I've been up since five thirty. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you, had to, you had to go. You had a tea time. This, this is morning? his fourth meeting. But, bro, like, yeah, like, you know, we. You, I don't. I'm not sure if DJs break records anymore off the strength, and yeah. and you know, cats want tips. And I'm I'm gonna take a, a totally stab fine. at why. Why? Because the DJ is the most fucked person in hip hop. Yeah, no, that's that's very true. That's very true. Because when you really think about it, right? Like it used to be about the DJ when it, when you think hip hop, right? Like taking it. Back in the day, but like way back, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it was it was about the DJ mm-hmm. and then the MC, and then yep. the MC evolved as the rapper, yeah. and then the, the rapper became the platform, the artist, the front, and then the DJ just became this guy that rides along. Mm-hmm. Like, how many DJs, you know, are seeing that return? As a radio guy, like we've radio DJs break so many artists. You know? Yeah, and then and, they forget and you. And you'll be cool. They'll be cool <laughs> yeah. with you for like a, a year or two, and then like you'll never hear from them yeah, again right. until yeah. they got to break another record. Exactly, <laughs> right so, around the third chain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There was a particular artist who was like popping, popping. Then he kind of had like a year or two of not being popping, and then the label had a thing where they had to reintroduce the artist to us. Oh my god! And it's like, God, like you should have just stayed cool with us the whole time. Then this would have never been necessary. So they reintroduced the artist to us. He blew back up again, and then we never heard from him again. So that's just that's just the I guess nature of the industry. Doing doing radio for so many years, can you name an artist that has just been genuinely cool with you? Like if they're in town, they would just pop up at the station, yeah, or maybe pop at one of your gigs or anything like that. But consistently, like, and not about like. I just want you to continue playing my records. Yeah. So that's why I'm doing it. Big Sean is one that oh, comes no. comes to mind. I remember he <clears throat> came up to the station one time um and um I was I was on the air and he just comes into the mix room and is like he's like this. And it's like he remembered me. And in my yeah. head I'm like, I know fucking damn well you don't remember me. But maybe <laughs> you do. I just never assume like maybe it's a fault. I just never assume people Remember me or know me. If I hit people and I text people, hey, what's up? It's Disco Drew. Like, because I just don't assume you have my number saved. It's just a weird thing that I have. But um, mm-hmm. I just, I, I just never assume. So he's always super cool. He, he always like makes time and 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 talks to you. Um, again, like to to go back on what I said previously about artists, like they're not all like that. There's yeah. some amazing ones out there that love to keep relationships that big up the DJs that understand how important the DJ is. 
But, you know, they're in a world where they're having to thank and look after so many people because a lot of people contribute to them being big in their career. Drake's another one. Drake came up to to the station one time, literally, I think, like, by himself or with one other person. Mm. Um, He went, he came up to the station to uh, premiere the motto back when the motto came out. And I was on the air when he came to do that. He I think he literally came by himself. Uh, and yeah, just, just took over the radio station for like two or three hours. And, Damn. Oh. And, and I've run into him a couple of times since then. Always like super nice. Again, like I'm pretty sure like they don't remember me, but they make it a point just to be nice and, and, and mm. big you up and show love. That's dope. Okay, so it's we're not we're not done with these rates yet. So a starting point, is, <laughs> a starting point is a hundred. Okay, to put a price if, on you. If if why well, I want I want to do this for the DJs. So a starting point is a hundred. If I if it uh, I may play if it has potential if it's in my crate of potential songs to play for the night. What's the price point for something that's not in your nah. crate? And like you, you're making the decision to play that. Yeah, like you accept this money and you have to play this. Like let's say they requested Taylor Swift. And you're at a hip hop spot? No, no. It, it would have to be like reasonable for the venue you're doing. Okay. Open so format. Yeah. Open format. Let's say Taylor Swift. Someone says, Yo, play that new Taylor Swift. What, what's the price point? 500 looks enticing. Sounds enticing. Mm. 500 sounds very enticing. Yeah. $500, I can go get drunk enough that everything you play sounds like Taylor Swift. <laughs> 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 I'm going to go with five. <laughs> Remember, I told this story with um, Dre Sinatra on when I did Yost, um, Yost Theater. Mm, Shout out yeah, to Alex yeah, yeah. Dreams. He's, they're actually going to yeah. redo that, reopen it. Um, but uh, uh, no name, this was during the whole EDM shit, like 2012. Mm. Some no name producer rapper came up and said, Can you play my song? And gave me 400 and had it on a gig stick. And I listened to and it. He said, No, it's five. <laughs> and I was like, all right, yeah, like 400 shit, 400 on top of whatever I'm making. Yeah. And um and I played it and the the mastering was terrible on it, but it was like some four on the floor EDM mm-hmm. this pumping shit. And and everyone in the crowd was just looking around like like I don't know. Like they didn't look pissed off. They're just like I just don't know. It was like it's like yeah. one of those crowds, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's a cool crowd if they don't know they just hang out until their song comes on. But the only guy dancing is the guy. The guy? And he's just like, yes, yes. He's, he's his going bit. arms in the air. Yes. His year. Yes. And he's got to know, like, at one point he looks around the room like, oh, shit, no one else is fucking with this. It's just me. I don't think he he was in his own world. Yeah. That has to be like a highlight. Next of his. day, DJ Danger Zone plays my record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, I've, I've gotten that too. Like, you know, places you've played at and it's like a random artist performing and then like the next day like they're all tagging you in the pictures as if like you were the guy that broke their songs like fuck like i i was just djing your performance right but again like again um i think we should be when it makes sense we should just be of the space that we should just try to help each other out man like Mm. you never know that guy could be the next fucking tiesto Mm -hmm. yeah and maybe he'll remember that you did that you know like you just just it's it's an awkward position to be in because especially like if the song sucks or it's whack but you know you just i don't know you just never know it's it maybe makes more makes sense to take a chance every once in a while too i'll tell you what the worst is are the the privileged girls who didn't pay a dime at all for uh, throughout the whole night requesting a song and then staying on you to play the song and they're at a table so they feel like they're entitled 
I mean, it's just privileged people in general. I think, yeah. I think people, certain people, uh, feel the need to control everything in their life. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when they're somewhere, they feel the need to control the music or the song that's playing. And it's like, not like, like in this particular moment in your life, you don't control what's going on. Yeah. I fucking do. Yeah. Sit back. And you know? Yo, you want to control? I told the girl, she requested a song. I said, how much money does your spender have? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she said what? <laughs> yeah. Like, go get him. Bring him back. You want to control something. Go yeah, tell yeah, him yeah, to yeah. come tip me it something. Doesn't always, it doesn't always have to. I mean, like, again, you know, to the... Yeah, like you said, depending on the spot, like at least offer them a drink. Like I know you don't drink, but yeah. the just to be like, yo, do you want a drink or anything? Can I get you something? Like, yeah. oh, I'm good. Or I'll take a bottle of water or whatever. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, it's a relationship. Yeah, it's exactly. a give and take. Come on. You know, it's a give something. and take. Yeah, just give a little. Give a little. You mm-hmm. don't go in for the ask and like you there's nothing in return, you know? So at least at least an offer, like you said. But um, but the best is when like they'll Request a song that you were gonna play anyway. That's the easiest. Still get broken. Oh man, so I got that? you. What, you I know, got you. you know you're gonna play the song. So like, what's what's your number? If you know you're gonna play the song already. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. That category, if you depending on the spot, like I think anywhere between twenty and fifty bucks is straight. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. like you said, if you're in Vegas or whatever, I'm I'm, I'm expecting a hundred. If if they put twenty on the table, I'm cool with that. Like if I'm gonna play, if uh-huh. it's whatever the hottest song. That's like, a meal. All right, yeah, because because yeah. I, w- I was gonna play it anyway. So pay for my parking if I drove here. Yeah, I mean, if I really want to have fun with <laughs> them, I'll be nice like, damn, moment. that's it. Yeah, that's a hot. That's it. That's it. I'm gonna rethink. I'm gonna rethink. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> whole we'll idea. get a menu together. <laughs> I've missed out on so much money. I'm like, sure you have. Now that we're talking about, I'm it. sure you have. My favorite's when dudes roll up like singles and fives and try to like bunch them up and, and hand it to you like they big like, shit. Yeah. Like, hey, bro. At that point, at hey, that point like, I'm not at, that desperate. At that point, it just makes more. You'll make their night more playing it for free than taking their money. Yeah, you know. Like, come on, bro. You, you notice the like to your point. You notice the difference between someone giving you two dollars to play a song, like the way they hand it to you, and someone giving you a hundred dollars. Like it's so much smoother and more, uh, I guess, professional slash um, drug money. Like <laughs> when someone hands you a hundred, like you know, the C notes just like it's it's nice, it's folded nice, or it's just like yeah. crispy as they give well, it to you. But someone gives you a couple of dollars. Presentation, yes, yes, it comes down to presentation. If you're gonna throw me a couple, it's because they're cleaning that money, Joe. But but when you get the two dollars or the five dollars, usually crumbled up and it's just kind of like tossed at you. But when it's a hundred, it's nicely folded. My man, you know. First of all, two dollar bills, good luck. No, no, I'm $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $
labels. The labels. Yeah, yeah the labels. Uh, you're essentially introducing something that's um, never been done before. I'm, I'm pretty confident in saying that no one's ever done this on an officially licensed DSP, um, officially licensed DJ edits with deals with all the major labels and, you know, most of the big indie labels as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when you're essentially doing something for the first time ever, it's going to take a while. There's going to be tons of questions. Like I mentioned earlier, like these labels thought this was a super complicated process. And it's like, nah, dog, it's not, it's not hard at all. Like, who's going to make these? Who's going to make these edits? Like, we will. We, will. we, yeah. we make them. <clears throat> we have the parts. DJ City's been doing this for forever. Ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they get uploaded to DJ City. DJs download them. DJs play them. And you never know when, where, who, what, or why. You don't right. You don't see any streams from that. You don't see any any data from that. Now there's finally a platform where the, you know, there is data and there is a stream that counts. Um, so it took a while to explain that to the labels. And then the lawyers get involved and they have to talk what the money is going to be like, blah, blah, blah. And so then, crazy. It's like an easy, an easy thing. It's an easy thing. Yeah. It's, it's again, it's super easy to explain. And I've, I've explained it to a lot of our labels. And once they hear about it, they're like, oh, okay. Like, well, what do you need from us? Well, just sign this, just sign say, off on it. Just say yes. And we're good. Yeah, just say yeah, and we'll be good. So, um, so like, are the labels, are, you said the money's involved as far as, so are labels having to pay you guys for making these intros? No, no, it's just, it's it's an added, it's an added avenue of revenue for them. Basically, that stream of that DJ edit creates revenue for them. Because uh, it comes as saying. a stream, right? Got so, you, got you, got um, you. No, we, we, we're doing... Essentially, like a lot of the heavy lifting, they just need to provide us with the content. Got you. Okay. It's mad. It's mad easy. It's just again, you just have to explain something to uh, an industry that has never mm. dealt with this. Yeah. yeah, and they don't, you know, they don't understand the DJ culture like we do. So, um, I think DJ City, Beatport, Beat Source, they were, we were the first, the the perfect company to introduce this to the world Beatport, everything on Beatport is an intro yeah yeah it, 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 <laughs> it's all true. house music so it's just like everything has like a 30, very true and that's what i get intro. i get that from a lot of the the dance music labels where we're already sending extended mixes like from yeah. from the, yeah but like you know we could create transition edits like if i'm playing hip-hop and i want to go up into dance music i could probably use your record to transition into dance music you know what i mean and mm. if i have a transition edit for that it makes it all the more easier. And um, I would tell them too, like when, I, <clears throat> when I'd when i be on the radio, I'd use these all the time. It, it could mean the difference between me playing a record or not playing the record. Mm -hmm. So as long as you give DJs as many tools as possible, it increases the likelihood of your song getting played. Yeah, and DJs play different situations differently, right? Like, exactly. I, mean, I try to steer away from intros now when I'm playing live, but if I'm doing the, the globalization yeah. mix... I'm only downloading the intro clean, like yeah, you know, yeah. it's they're, they're 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 huge tools, and I think um, with the DJ edits announcement, I think the whole industry understands it now. So, are these edits, well, intros, are they available right now on BeatSource? Yeah, yeah, these edits okay. are available right now. There's over two hundred thousand that were uploaded or are uploading or will be uploaded um, eventually. Like okay. there's over time, it's, yeah, over time. So. You know, day by day, and I'm I'm seeing the back end of this too. Like, 
all everyone who has access to be able to upload stuff we're just uploading there isn't stuff. like just one big window at the beat source office no 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 no, no it's like it's like mad people just like uh, estimated are you guys yeah, one month um, are you guys gonna be incorporating these intros into the playlist yeah yeah oh, we're cool. currently doing that now so um our curators are, are working on updating all the playlists so that yeah these these intros uh will be in there ready ready to play ready to go Dope. i i think what's really gonna make this beat source um, situation take off. I mean, this is already making it take off, but take it to another level is when you're allowed to use bootlegs um, and and yeah. remixes. And so, I mean, is that's in discussion? I'm assuming that's that's in discussions. It's it's super early discussion, but yeah, that's the next piece of the puzzle. I think that beat source is looking to fix, and that's even more messy, right? Because you take a mashup, there's all these elements. All these elements. and Too many every, people to get paid. Everyone <laughs> needs to get paid um, mm-hmm. based off of that. So, uh, yeah, that that's going to be a tricky one. But um, BeatSource is On. currently, yeah, at the beginning of stages of trying to trying to fix that. I yeah. feel like everybody's going to get paid in that situation except the guy that made the mashup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's possible. But again, the it's guy... It's more of a publicity thing. M- maybe the guy that made the mashup gets credit for engineering it uh, well there's uh, the way what, what example comes to mind is dj city records um every song on dj city records i i think um well for the most part is a recreation of like a madonna or or depeche mode or something like yeah. that but it's just resung recreated and the late the original labors and labels and owners of that master gets a cut for the acapella because that's their property mm-hmm. but um and i i think they get a cut of just about everything the only thing dj city records would get a cut of is um uh, i forgot how it was explained but i know these somewhere in there dj city gets a cut of the streams yeah but, but the bigger chunk is going towards you know whatever def jam and and madonna and def jam sounds funny but <laughs> but you know i'm saying the artist and and the label and everyone that has a, a um, piece of that ownership yeah i'm it. sure i mean at the, end, at the end of the day the original artist and label like they're gonna make sure they get paid and they get their money i think a lot of producers coming up they're just sometimes happy just to get it approved to be able to you know put it out and sometimes it becomes an official <clears throat> remix like yeah if, like if like the um amorphous dude right oh, like, yeah 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 it was literally a mashup he did what was it on twitter or instagram or whatever TikTok. and it ended up being an official like release yeah i think that was that's that's a that was a huge step in in getting stuff like this done because now there's an example of yeah. of it happening so now yeah. people can kind of build on from that yeah and so uh, moving on to globalization you you've stated your position there um over the years i mean we we talked about this on the pod and it actually had a, made a clip of it um when globalization started out it was it felt like primarily latin won some pop hits and mm-hmm. top 40 and it was just seen as a latin station and then i think uh i've been with globalization for about three to four years and, and mickey off and on the same um 
Mickey's yeah. always retiring and coming back from the right. Like, I told bro. you you retired. <laughs> <laughs> huh? You're like a rapper, bro. Like rappers, yeah. every rapper retires now, and then they put, out a, they put out an album like three years later, bro. Hey man, I look. I, I can't get away from it. It's so much fun. Oh man, <laughs> but then, leave the game. The but game I just don't like shit with deadlines. <laughs> like, it's annoying. I think that I mean I know what you mean, but bro, we I need deadlines or else I'll never. Right, right, yeah, no, no, yeah, that's for sure. Right, oh, yeah. yeah, like man, dead. no, I agree. It's like you don't like it, but it's got to be yeah. part of it, or else it'll never happen. Keeps a structure. Meaning, you hate turning in your mixes for globalization on time. Is that specifically? <laughs> yeah, the conversation between these fools when Nikki, I need your mix, bro. <laughs> well, it's now, always a reminder. I my deadline because I gotta go. I got the deadline, so for I all I know, his deadline could be a week before it's actually due, oh, yeah. <laughs> but so, it's probably not. <laughs> Well, the funny thing you mentioned that when we have our globalization guests, I asked for two and a half weeks out because there's, I don't know, there's a small chance, but definitely possible of, oh man, I completely forgot. I don't yeah. have time. All right, cool. Now I have two and a half weeks to figure out someone to replace you. Mm-hmm. And there's a line of guys that would love to of do course, it. So yeah. it's like, cool. Now now I got time. But with, with these guys, it's just like, I you know, I... I think I have to submit it by Thursday or Friday of that week. So I'll ask for a Tuesday and yeah. sometimes I'll get it Wednesday or Thursday. <laughs> and when I'm the one that's stuck, like having to like rush. Yeah. How do you yeah, think yeah. I'm the guy that <laughs> He'll like, get it by Tuesday. They were talking about me. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I you, said, you're the coordinator in the crew. I am. Yeah, I was talking uh, to you uh, when we were coordinating this. Yeah. So yeah, you're yeah, the coordinator. Yeah. Oh yeah. He runs the point. What's yeah, your, yeah, yeah. what's your. You came up and you kind I'm of like you set up the camp, but yeah. you you set up a lot of the equipment. Rel was setting up. Well, we're using too. his space, so yeah, yeah so we're using his space. The, yeah, okay. I came in here, organized the mics and everything, make sure the seating. Yeah. You see like these that. lights yeah. on? Yeah, that's you. That's all. That's <laughs> all. You see these lights? Don't on? get it twisted. Poppy. We all pitched in on this. Poppy bought this. Oh man! So so over the years. The uh, I guess the branding has kind of evolved, and it's in a really good place because before yeah. it was like, oh, you're a globalization guy, who only plays Latin. And now mm. it's like, yo, you guys play everything. Like people, DJs want to be a part yeah. of. So a lot of guys are getting booked from the mixes, it, bro. Like I mean, I've been I've been on a couple of different platforms in my career, and I would say globalization is the one that I've gotten the most engagement out of to this day. Yeah. Mm. Like. On globalization, it, it could be, it's it's different audiences, um, uh, you know, different markets. I'm on, my mix is on 7 a.m. East Coast time, so I get a lot of the East Coast audience going to work. Yeah. But I think it's dope when they take the time to film a video that they're listening to your shit or like their kids are, are rocking out to the mix or, you know, my mix got them pumped up for their workout and to start the day, like... I don't know you. I wouldn't really see that much on on some of the other platforms I've been on. So, yeah. it's dope to know that there's engagement and people are messing with with what you're doing. So, um, yeah, I think we we've put in a lot of work into trying to brand it as you know a, a channel that plays everything and all the dopest stuff and you know a, a lot of the stuff like you're gonna hear in the club and. And some cool factor songs as well. I think um, there's a dope band that I love that I've been super into uh, called Duran Jones and the Indications. Mm-hmm. And shout to Chris Villa. He text, he shot Edwin a text like, "Yo, like you guys are playing Duran Jones and the Indications. Like they're one of my favorite groups, and it's so dope to hear this on 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 the channel." And um, that's just programming, not in the mix. 
Yeah, not in the mix. I mean, in my mixes, I'll play it. Right, right. You know but, I mean? No, but that's dope because you guys, that's being programmed in. Like Exactly. So the fact that we have the freedom to to um, sprinkle in cult factor records like that too, I think yeah. that's what that's what keeps it inspiring and keeps us all engaged just as DJs, as as choosers of music because I've I've been on platforms where you can't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've been on platforms where here's these 10 songs and you can't fucking play anything else and you play this and you play these four songs uh once every hour and that's it you know so um coming from that and now having the freedom at globalization you just you go ham you do it the way you think it should be done and the way you've kind of always wanted to do it and to see that it it works and people you know engage and folks with it that's that's awesome yeah yeah, um, I, I tell our guests like, look, there there are these guidelines, these music grades, but you like if you really look at this list, it's free range. Yeah, like if yeah. you really look at it, the the gold tracks and the reoccurring, and like you have a lot to work with, so yeah. don't yeah. feel handcuffed. And and at the same time, if you have something that sounds just like Bad Habits or in that same vein, Selena, yeah. like you know, you can you can drop it, and, yep. and it's. It, it, it'll be fine. It'll work. Yeah. I mean, we encourage all the DJs are on our channel to go ham and do you because mm-hmm. like, again, like I didn't have that for the longest, you know, so I'm, I'm not willing to, to compromise or give that up now that, now that we have that. And as DJs, like we don't like having handcuffs placed on us. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. we want to play what the stuff that we want. And we have confidence in the DJs that they're going to do something dope. Again, we're not letting schmucks play on the channel. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're whack, you're not going to get on. You know? So, if, like, I you mean, not, not only if you're whack, but if you're just a terrible person, we're not going to get on. I'm not true. asking him, like, if you have a history of being a douchebag, like, we're not asking you to be on our who's, show. Who's in your inbox, Joe? Believe it or not, we have quite a few people on our IG hitting us up being like, yo, can I go on the show? All I, the time. Like, I that sounded like it happened recently, too. So right. Like, he, uh, this <laughs> resident. He <laughs> woke today? up this morning yeah. to that email. We're taping this Thursday, August 19th. So if you DM'd Joe recently, he's <laughs> yeah. you know, probably talking about you. Do the math. Oh, man. <laughs> but that's part of, like, you know, the... The freelance of the DJs, you know, it's like a channel for DJs by DJs, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Where it has that element, which is how DJ City started, right? Like it's it was just yeah. a bunch of DJs who wanted to provide the yeah. best tools for um, every DJ out in the country or the world, and it's it's that's the beauty of it because the gatekeepers at some other platforms, you know, they're looking to get a check along with what's coming on rotation, yeah. Or, whatever else is going on. So it's so mm-hmm. political and let's be honest, like fucked up that. Yeah. You know. It's, 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 um, and also it's just like, it's different platforms, right? Different platforms right. operate differently because that's, what's advantageous to them. Sure. Like for, mm-hmm. for globalization and our channel, it's, we find it advantageous to have dope DJs doing dope stuff. Right. And again, like we were talking about artists earlier, um, you know, a big part of that and a big part of that vision was Pitbull, right? Like it's Pitbull's globalization is his channel. And he trusted Edwin to take over the range. Shout out to DJ Phenom. He trusted Edwin to run that. And Edwin in turn trusts us to, you know, make it dope. And I think it's it's just kind of a trickle down effect. But, you know, 
Pitbull's one of those artists that he's always bigged up the DJs. He knows how yeah. important the DJs are. And um and I think the channel reflects that and the music reflects that. Well, I think what's cool about globalization is you're giving guys like dope DJs that we may not have heard of, but Phenom had met or or has done research on yeah. an opportunity because when we were coming up late two thousands, it was like you, you were limited to where to how you can get booked and where you can get booked and your outlets were small. So we've talked about this before on the pod. If you did a mix for the year, it was a big thing. Yeah. For every DJ, I I don't know why, man. When I think of shots, I still think of one of the mixes you did and you said, I'm waiting, I'm still waiting for Red Food to send me shots. You were like holding out on the mix because you were waiting for that the the song. Like you heard it, you knew yeah. about it. Yeah. But you're still waiting for it. But so it was really tough to um to get through and be heard. Uh so you know, you had Bezo, which was which was really cool for mm -hmm. guys like us up and coming. But now it's like you have so many like there's no excuse as a DJ to not quote unquote make it or or get to a certain place because there's a ton there's it's not just scam and Dexstar anymore. There's a ton of boutique agencies. Yeah. There's clicks, there's DJs running the bookings. Yeah. And you have globalization and outlets filled with opportunities. I mean, 24 hours in a day. I don't know how many hours of the day are are have DJs in the mix, but it's still, it's always every day is always different. Yeah. And giving being given different opportunities for guys to shine. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, um, I mean, it's funny you bring up the clicks thing because that's something I've been noticing more so um, just even recently. Like, there's a lot of dope clicks out there that are forming and like dudes that like run their city or like run their state. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, um, I'm gonna like, just say shout out to DJ Kaz. DJ, he's yeah. killing it in Miami. DJ Kaz, and, and, and even like in and Miami. His, and his agency just got a few, you know, bigger names. So it's like those guys are doing really well yeah miami you know there's a core group there's a core group of dudes that all kind of fucks with each other and yeah. they have that movement going like we're we were talking about how um i was just like in the northeast doing a bunch of gigs like shout out to jason weiss and double down yeah man there's Zach. there's a core group of, group of dudes there that they're running shit and they have their their <laughs> you know venues and things that they do um, shout out to to Kevin and the roster and mm -hmm. those cats down in San Diego. Yep. They have it's a group of just straight killers that just rip shit at their venues, you know. So um, yeah, the whole the whole click click thing is 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 a dope um, kind of phenomenon that I'm noticing. That yeah. for all I know, it's always been around, but it's just kind of it's just something that like, I'm paying attention and it's amplified more so now. Yeah, you know, but and. You know, it's 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 just like you said. It's just mad outlets, different outlets, and it's 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 only going to help. You you, know? you and um, Phenom and Drew had an East Coast run. Tell us about that. You guys were out there for two weeks. You did some big night venues. You yeah, did some yeah. Um, Jason Weiss's venues. Yep, yep. I'm, uh, yeah, man, dude, it was, it was such a whirlwind. I'm trying to remember. We did some stuff in in New York. Sure. Shot to shot to DJ Ammo. Ammo, the, yeah. The spot was called Harbor. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we did we did you know Atlantic City. Um, is there a difference in those crowds that uh, compared to LA? I mean, obviously there's you're you're playing more hip hop in LA, but was yeah. it is it easier? Was it like was there just anything different about those crowds? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was I I I felt comfortable the entire time. Like I would walk into, you know, obviously you walk into a room that's unfamiliar, and I was texting you. I was like, yo, like 
what is so-and-so venue like like and you were yeah. like super helpful like oh it's it's this this and this like you'll be good i'm like cool but you don't quite know until like yeah. you walk yeah. in like and then like i don't know if you guys get this like i'll walk into a venue and like i'll hear the opener and and i'll see the people like oh, okay like i know i know this like i know yeah. mm-hmm. i know how to rock this this room so um yeah for the most part like I can describe it as like it just there was an element of familiarity mm-hmm. but then you know you kind of there's certain things that work on the east coast that you know don't you're not really going to play like on the west coast but um I mean yeah it's it was it was you know it was open format vibes um it, it was nothing that was unfamiliar yeah I think I think there's similarities in different markets now that that weren't quite there before Mm-hmm. you know like in recent years in recent years like i don't like meek meek mills always gonna go always gonna go off on the east coast yeah. you know like not so much on the west coast at least from my experience but mm-hmm. i mean that's just just kind of one of the things i can point out but um yeah i mean open format you know you can go up tempo you can go hip. i i tend to gravitate towards a lot of hip-hop so that's kind of it's funny when me and drew and edwin play like DJ Drew is a fucking house head. House head. He's like, <laughs> you need a dance set. You need you. You know, that's like I know he's gonna do that when we're doing an open format night. And then like once once he does his set, I'll come in and hit him with the hip hop. And then Edwin comes in and hits the him Latin. with both and the Latin stuff. So it's kind of like there's like a weird like symmetry there. Tag team back. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So. Um, so regardless of how a night's gonna go, one of us will know what to do in mm. that room, and I think yeah. that's advantageous with us kind of traveling together. Yeah, that's dope. Um, what were your thoughts on uh, Shrine? Shrine was the shit. Like Shrines, Shrines is just like a dope. Um, it's just a dope iconic room because you see some of the people that play there right like there's like some big names that play there mm-hmm. yeah. so like to be in that booth um it, w- it was it was like it was dope it was it was an honor and uh the sound systems and shit the crowds awesome you can essentially like get away with anything that night yeah um and you know the the guys hitting the cryo at the right time <laughs> you know? like, it was sick man i loved i love trying it's it's uh it's interesting leaving that resort because, you know, like I made the mistake of booking like an early ass flight. I think my flight mm-hmm. was like at seven six. or six a.m. I know that. So right. I was trying to get an Uber at four yep. and dog, like there was no Ubers at four. And there was one car on the app. And I'm like, come on, bro. Right. <laughs> right. You're just watching him. And he was there right. like for 45 minutes. I'm like, bro, just accept my ride. And finally he accepted my ride. And then, you know, like, They'll accept it, but then you feel like they're going to cancel if uh-huh. they don't feel like it's worth their while. And then, like, I saw him driving, saw him driving. Okay, like, he's 50. Once he crosses a certain point, uh, he's not turning back. He's coming to pick me up. Yeah. I'm like, boom, I'm going home. I'm going home. So that that part was kind of gnarly. I don't think I'll ever book a flight that early ever again. But right. um, yeah. definitely, yeah, yeah, that just that whole, you know, the resort, the hotel, like, it's awesome. They really take care of you. Um, man, I have nothing but positive things to say about about that. Uh, and I just have one more question about your bookings. Um, your the New York venue you did with Ammo because I, it, it seemed like it was real open format. Yeah, it leaned and, Latin, but it was it was definitely open format, but yeah. it was Latin leaning. And what was the name of that one called? It was Harbor. Harbor, Harbor was okay. the venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looked like a real fun room. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was. I mean, yeah, it was super fun. Like everyone, it was dope to see all the homies come out. 
super sexy crowd, like a ton of beautiful people in that room. Like I, I have such appreciation for like promoters, people that put on events. Like it's hard to get people to go somewhere, right? Yeah. To go to an event, to go to a club. That's difficult. Like if I tried to do that and try to get people, 500 people to come to a venue next week, like I probably wouldn't be able to do that. It's just like, yeah. it's, it's tough to do. So I just have a big appreciation for people who can, pull a crowd and, and put on a night and get good looking people to come and, and, and um, create a vibe for the night. And, and Harbor was definitely that. Um, yeah. Shout out to DJ Amo. Shout out to like, shout out to Edwin Phenom too. Cause a couple of those gigs, like he was going to do by himself. And again, like randomly when you're with Edwin, he'll be like, Hey, you want to go do this? You want to go do that? I'm like, I mean, fuck, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> let me see. Make sure I don't have anything, you know, with my wife planned or something like that. But, uh He'll he'll throw out opportunities if you're just around, you yeah. know, and that's just the type of person that he is, you know. So yeah. um, a big part of why I did a couple of those venues was straight because of him. And so, instead of keeping the money for himself, it's like yeah, he's splitting it with the game. Exactly, you know, and that's 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 a big part of it too. Like you know the the, but I think he's he's thinking bigger picture. I think he's um, showing love and giving opportunities to people because maybe like. Maybe I'll get booked at those venues again. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, and now both he and I will do it. And then slowly we'll start throwing looks at, at other people. So like. So you're cutting Drew up. Huh? No, no. I'm saying <laughs> him, him too. Like him, him, like we'll, you know, we'll slowly start to bring like all our, all our peeps in, into these new venues. Right, and, right, right. Um, Drew, if you want to tell your story, we have a seat for you. Yeah, yeah. On the podcast. <laughs> you tell your part. You want to speak your piece <laughs> on think, this? I think that's what I, I, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Like I've, I've been blessed in my career to have people that fucking saw something in me and have wanted to put me on, like, you know, and have t taken a chance on me. And and Edwin does that for people as well. Like I've noticed that I do my best to 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 do that for people. Like when I worked at the radio station and I had interns, like I'd feel bad that like sometimes I didn't have shit for them to do. Yeah. So be like, all right, like let me teach you, let me teach you how to run this show. Like I don't fuck it, no one's here. Like let's let's, I will teach because maybe you'll take this with you wherever else you'll go. Like right. I'll, maybe I'll teach you how to use Ableton. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to teach you something, like some some way to pay it forward, so you take something away from this. Right. You know? And yeah. I think I think um, you know, surrounding yourself with people that are like that and doing that for other people, it's only going to be a positive thing yeah. in life. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Shit, man, I think that's it. I think we covered everything. Damn, we got that on a high note. Yeah, yeah. 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 Awesome. inspiring. Yeah, man. Well, thank you guys. Of you know, course. again, like congratulations on on all the success. Um, thank you. Make sure you get your mixes in on time, or else <laughs> always you're gonna get a call. <laughs> yeah, Joe. Joe's all we'll right. Get an email okay, from Sai. Okay, Joseph. Yo, papi, what's good? <laughs> Yo, Sai. Sai hit me one time. And he was like, "Hey, man." He's like, "Hey, bro." He's like, uh, "Do you have your mix on time, or do you have your mix or something?" And I think I had already sent it, but I, and I sent it to you. But I'm sure, like, you were working on it, mm -hmm. so I hadn't gotten to him yet. Yeah. And so I, I was just like, man, go talk to Joe. <laughs> like, Not my department. Like, yeah. Wrong guy. This is my mix. Wrong guy. This is all of me. Shots aside, now you bring him him up too. Like he was he was a big like he used to give me like mad looks back in the day. Um, him and Eric Deluxe like coming up like those those guys really helped a lot. Like, a tons of people and I'm just like really grateful 
for you know a lot of the opportunities and and I think we should all be you know like shout mm-hmm. shout to anyone and everyone that ever gave us a shot put us on and maybe when we didn't deserve it but you know I think yeah. I think the fact that we're still here we're proof that those people were right about us you know and yeah and I'm looking forward to being right about someone that I put on in the future mm, so yeah. um I got a side story I want to share real quick um, yes. first time we went to Winter Music Conference. Yep. Okay. It was like I'm us two, Phenom, Quickie, in in one room. We were probably sharing beds or on the floor. Had there been <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> and so, and we realizing, holy shit, it is damn near impossible to get into any of these Winter Music Conference parties. Yeah. All of them. All of them. It was like it was either fifty bucks. It didn't matter if you were a hot girl. It was just, and we're just out there to network. So we're, we still. We still did yeah. very well for ourselves in networking. And I remember we wanted to go to this one party. Shit, we don't know anybody. And then at the, I just started talking to Saif. Like, for whatever reason, I had his info. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and he had my number. So he texted me. Uh, oh, I, I hit him up. And I was like, yo, can you get me and three other dudes? Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, DJs. Which um, is essentially, into, like, impossible. Especially yeah. back then. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you get us into this party? And he didn't reply for the longest. Oh, Styles Davis was out there too. And then he replies, he's like, Yo, um, I got you. I, I can get you guys in. I was like, and I respond, okay, dope, I'll let them know. And he's like, then his response is, Oh shit, my bad, wrong number. That's amazing. And what uh, did you reply? Was there I any? I was like, no, nah, oh, did you just cool. take the L? <laughs> I mean, it's cool. What am I going to do? What am I going to say? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's that's I'm, I'm that's an awesome. nobody. Shout out Scythe, man. Shout out to Scythe. But ever since then, it's just like, he's just been, you know, the cool, like, you know, Scythe. Cool, he's just the yeah. coolest guy. And Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, all, and it's, it's funny, like, uh, um, COVID, like, messed all this stuff up, but we were supposed to go to ADE. And, like, I, I always tell Edwin and Drew, like, dude, like, because of Beat Source and and working with Beatport, like we we're probably gonna be able to go to like hella shit this year just because like we know everyone and this is the stuff that you wished you had when you were 21, mm-hmm. 22 yeah. years old yeah. coming up, you know. But um, and you know now that we like have had all this access and everything just shut down, it was it was it's a trip. But um, hopefully you know hopefully stuff starts to get back to normal and and things start to open back up and. And we'll get back to, you know, back to work and, and doing shit on a regular basis again. Yeah. And uh, before we get out of here, we just had Tony Handsome on Globalization. Very, uh, very dope set, man. He really, I, I hit him on I said, I think you played every genre that exists. Sick. <laughs> Probably except for country, but. Tony uh, Handsome. Tony Handsome. Eight style. Yeah. Huh? You did an eight style. <laughs> what, what's his um, hashtag? Oh, blacks, blacks for, for DJ. Uh, excuse me, blacks for EDM. <laughs> yeah, now Jersey, the the Jersey shit was in there. It was it was a really good set, real eclectic. Fire. Um, and then up next we have Jam Payne, uh, from Austin, and uh, yeah, and then Bossa Nova from LA. Nice. Shout out to Bossa Nova. Yeah, your your new tennis coach. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went out there. Tennis is a vibe, dude. Bro. Yeah, super. It looks vibe. like a great workout. I'm too. Starting a, 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 it inspired me. I want to start a tennis club. Yeah. <laughs> I want to sponsor it, make merch. You sound like there a, you, you sound like an old head more and more. More. That's this conversation. <laughs> no, hey, no, for real. Because like, I'll go play basketball still. Yeah. I played last night, and I'm like, 
it's taking a lot. I love it. Yeah, I love it. But it yeah. might be time to retire the jersey. But I'm like, man. When I'm thinking about how many more miles I got to put on the knees, the knees, bro. Like that's why jumping, that's, and that's, then like what's hilarious is I, I I go take a class with Bossa Nova, who's like basically a pro, like minus yeah. being on tour, like he might as well. He be can a also pro. model for any tennis uh, sure. merch. You can I can see him being a polo model. That's a compliment. That you're you, is that sure. your way of saying he's like a good-looking guy? He's a very handsome guy. Yes. Okay, was, fair enough. I was trying yeah. to paint a picture. He'll, he'll clip that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. fair enough. Oh, yeah. uh, but you heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah, and then so that I go uh, specifically, he he had some notes for my service because that's like the only thing I ever posted on my my mm-hmm. Instagram. He's like, oh, I already know what I can fix from it. I'm like, great. Mm-hmm. He goes, all right, just go do. It. I won't say anything. And then I go and I'm jumping. I was I kind of made fun of this, but like I felt when I jumped, I'm like. Pfft. I look like a logo. Like I'm, yeah, I'm up vertical. There, right? yeah. You're like, oh yeah, I got up there. And then you look at the replay and like maybe an inch or two. <laughs> right. And I'm just like, damn, like that didn't look how I felt. Yeah. Right? Or like, are you, you supposed to jump high? You're supposed to get up. So here's what's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I then just do that. He goes, because you get real you get up really high on your service. So I was like, oh. Thank you. Wow. Tell you where it all started. But then he explained to me how like most pros are like six, 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 eight, yeah. six, nine. Oh, so they don't have to get up. It's just not needed because oh. of the net. But I'm five ten, five eleven on a good day. Like I'm gonna need a little to get over. Mm-hmm. And then for him, he's gonna need to like yeah. get up because he's he's a little shorter. And so he when he said that, I was like, oh, see. You jump. Wow. Great. I love this sport. Yeah. I have a I have a uh, funny tennis story. Um, so that time Drake came up to the station to mm. pre- premiere the model. It was Halloween and I had a gig and I was dressed as a like a 70s tennis player, little ass shorts, small ass uh like shirt, and an old school tennis racket. And uh I had this picture with him. I'm sure like everyone it's literally like the one Drake picture I post all the time. It's and it's me. In like a tennis stance, and he's like this on me, like just mad cool. So he's like this on me, and when we take the picture, he goes, he he just like casually goes, he just goes, you know, I'm nice at tennis, right? I'm like, <laughs> like I did not know that. Like, <laughs> why, why, why would I, I know that? that? <laughs> well, the week before, there was pictures of him playing tennis with Serena, because that's where it's like oh, there was rumors of, of them dating. Yeah, but yeah. just like casually, he goes. You know, nice at tennis, right? Just like not even like fucking around. Like I was a threat to him or so, to his tennis crush. Like, you know, this is, I saw your stance. You, this is a joke. Yeah. To me, this is lying. Yeah, right, right. But it was. He probably thought I was like clowning on the tennis shit. I was like, nah, dog. Like, I'm just it's wearing so a costume. Right? Like, Go, going to a Halloween party. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm super confident that you're really good at tennis. Like, that's perfectly fine. You can have that, bro. Check oh, your check your yeah, calendar. It's October yeah. 31st. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. And that's why I stick to golf. He scared, he scared oh, me man. out of playing tennis. So yeah, that's my Drake story. I got to ask you about getting left-handed um, clubs, custom-made clubs. We don't oh yeah, I mean they 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 make them. So you know yeah. that's that's you have you have to build. Like I think you'd be. No, I I played golf five times and like like athlete like I I'm, I do well. Okay, myself. yeah, you're in, you are an times. athlete. Like, yeah, everyone here is an athlete. You're yeah. A, I think everyone should get into golf. It's a great. I used to play for a little bit. I'm yeah. My brother-in-law put me on. I'm interested. It. Yeah. I think you get into it. Yeah. I think you'd get into it. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm just trying to build like a, a network and crew of just like cats that just want to go golf because that's just yeah. that's what I do, man. Like I love playing 
I love playing golf. 5 a.m. El Carrizo Park. That's the only thing I wake up at 5 a.m. for. Like, I'm up. <laughs> I'm up at 5 a.m. Done by like 10. Yeah. Yep. And get a full day of work in. And that's it. Like, it's, yeah. it's, Damn. Five hours. Yeah. It takes a while. It's long. If you're doing a four par. Three pars aren't as bad. But if you're doing a four par. That's a long fucking day. Yeah. yeah. All but it's a vibe, holes. man. Sheesh. It's a vibe. Yeah. And you meet like. And you meet mad people. Like, What's you your meet, handicap? I'm at a 14 right now. That's not but, bad. But I'm like, I'm slightly sandbagging because I didn't include two scores where I broke 80. <laughs> and like breaking 80 in golf, like that's really, that's like, really it's good, really yeah. good. It's like way above average. So if I were to include those scores, I think I'd be way lower. But I think I'm good staying at a 14 because I want like those extra shots. They give you extra yeah. shots on certain holes. So yeah. like, I'm like, I just want to be a little sandbagging son of a bitch. What's the hardest uh, course you played on so far? Um, Torrey Pines in San Diego. Okay. Uh, that's where Tiger Woods won the U.S. Open yep. with a broken leg. Where the ACL snaps? You where can the hear ACL it? snaps? Yeah, it's <laughs> that's it's, right. it's right. like a tough. I played it with with shot to Kevin uh, McLaughlin from San Diego, well from Texas, but uh, he he <laughs> slash, yeah, slash, slash, he's a Texas slash. guy. He's a Texas guy, but uh, he said that for yeah. tax purposes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, don't want to dry stitch on him, dog. <laughs> but yeah, we played we played uh, Tory a week after. The U.S. Open that they had recently, mm-hmm. so it was like tournament conditions, and yeah. it brought me like it, it brought me to my knees. Like I'm, I'm a pretty decent golfer, but that day, what did like, you score that day? You remember? I, I think I was at, I was definitely we're like, still you were shook. Mind, you're shook. You, mind you, I've shot a 78 before, but that day I for sure shot like a 98. So it's like you know, yeah. a 20 shot difference. You got but a nice little balance. That's just and how he, it stopped, is. And he stopped after the 12th hole. But I included that in, <laughs> I included that in my handicap. You know, right. <laughs> there you go. Oh man, but we appreciate you again. Thank you guys. Yeah, Thank of course, you guys again, man. of course. Episode 96. This, this one is 96. This one is 96. This one's I'll let you know if there's any corrections in the next episode you know you know what i love about podcasts mm. you get multiple celebrations it's like you know when you're a new parent you celebrate every month mm-hmm. like yeah we get to celebrate the one year yeah. you get the, the 50 the 50 yeah. the 100 mm-hmm. yep <laughs> it's the two I was years say, like when you start a relationship it's like oh it's our one month anniversary. oh my yeah. god bro when i see people like oh out to dinner for our third 14th and anni- yeah, 14th yeah. month anniversary like oh been well, what, what i recently learned is that you still celebrate the anniversary of dating after you get married you still celebrate the anniversary nah, no, of dating? You no you don't no but, no you, you you celebrate it by just acknowledging it you don't go out to I'm dinner but it's still acknowledged because well at least you'll, Sam, acknowledge it. you'll probably you're you haven't it hasn't been a year yet right has it been a year no 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 so we got married in may but in July is our anniversary yeah. date for you know when we started dating. Yeah, but so she you know she gave me a fucking, hug and a, a kiss, but we didn't go out and have date. dinner. That's a made up date, anyways, right? What? Like the date when you started dating. Oh, I don't. Right. know. Me and my wife, it was literally like a ma- we weren't sure what the day was. Yeah, we weren't yeah. sure either. So it's like we just made up a I date. Still so, don't know. So now, like when it comes around, like my wife wants to acknowledge and celebrate. I'm like, no, it's. We have a, like an actual day now, like the day we got married. So yeah, let's stick to the that. made up day. Like I don't think we have to celebrate, but yeah, you do. You do acknowledge it. It's, yeah. it's cute. I mean, yeah. Go pick up yeah. a steak yeah. on the way home and yeah, whatever. Sister, throw on the air fire. fryer. Yeah, fine. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. All right. we out. Peace.